Welcome to Hence the Future podcast. I'm Adam Cronin, and today we're discussing the future of Dogecoin. As I'm sure you know, Dogecoin has had an incredible run so far, culminating with Elon Musk's appearance on SNL this past weekend. And a lot of people are asking, what's the deal with Dogecoin? How valuable might Dogecoin become in the future? Will it eventually hit $1 per Dogecoin? Are the best days of Dogecoin ahead of us or behind us? How solid are Dogecoin's technological fundamentals? Is the network secure or is it vulnerable to a potential hack or exploitation that may bring the value of all Dogecoin wallets close to zero in the future? And what would have to happen for Dogecoin to become a breakout long-term success? In other words, what is the bear case for Dogecoin and what is the bull case for Dogecoin? We're going to get into all of this in today's episode, but first we need to start with the origin story of how Dogecoin first came into being. One thing you might not know is that Dogecoin is actually one of the oldest cryptocurrencies. It's older even than Ethereum. And in 2013, there had been the first wave of the altcoin craze where Bitcoin came out in 2009. By 2013, there were all of these new altcoins that tried to improve upon Bitcoin by changing the code slightly. And so Jackson Palmer, a marketer at Adobe, and Billy Marcus, a software engineer at IBM, teamed up to create this joke cryptocurrency known as Doge with a Shiba Inu as its mascot. And later on, Billy Marcus, the guy who actually coded Dogecoin, became known as Shibatoshi Nakamoto, which is a play on Satoshi Nakamoto, the mysterious founder of Bitcoin, and Shiba Inu, the mascot of Dogecoin. And so these two friends really just wanted to poke fun at all of this altcoin craze, and they did it by forking off of Bitcoin. So originally, Bitcoin forked to create Litecoin, which was a type of coin that required less energy-intensive proof-of-work, so it was better for actual transactions rather than just being a store of value over time. And then Litecoin forked into Junkcoin, which forked into LuckyCoin, and then LuckyCoin forked into Dogecoin. And so Dogecoin is known as an ancient fork of Bitcoin. And it's funny when you think how all of this occurred only less than a decade ago, but it is considered ancient history with how fast internet culture moves. A couple things that are really important to note about Dogecoin's founding is that it had a fair launch like Bitcoin. So whereas a lot of altcoins start with some insider trading where they give some amount of coins to people who started the project, they'll give some coins to celebrities to promote the project, and then only after that they'll allow regular developers to mine the coin. Dogecoin started in a fair way, meaning no one owned any coins until the mining began, which is very similar to Bitcoin. And because Dogecoin originally was created with a huge supply where there's millions going into circulation every single day, it ensured that the price of one Doge would always be really low. So it became one of the cheaper cryptocurrencies that was really great for tipping. So early on, it was used to tip people on Reddit. And because of this, a lot of early Redditors became early Dogecoin adopters. However, in 2013, there was a major hack where some hacker had figured out a way to have all Dogecoin that were being sent in the network be sent to his one static wallet address. So he got millions of coins stolen through this exploit. 
And that triggered the hashtag save dogmas initiative where the community raised enough money to give back the coins that were lost for people who were victims of the attack. In 2014, they started to use some of their initial success to market the product and also to give back to society. So they had a promotional campaign helping the Jamaican bobsled team. They raised $30,000 to send them to the Olympics. They also sponsored two NASCAR drivers where they put the Doge emblem right on their car. So they did a lot of fun things with it. Also in 2014, the decision was made to merge mine Dogecoin with Litecoin, which means that any miner who's already mining Litecoin can use their same exact equipment and setup to also mine Dogecoin. So that was a decision that probably made the coin more resilient. However, in 2015, there had been enough hype in this crypto space and specifically enough hype around Dogecoin that both of the founders started to feel uncomfortable with where this was heading. And so in 2015, both founders exited the project and they said that originally they created it, quote, for sillies. And now they felt that the culture of speculation and people trying to get rich and people betting $20,000 of their life savings made them feel uncomfortable. And it felt like the culture was becoming toxic. It was becoming a little bit too greedy. It didn't have the same sort of fun, altruistic motives that it did originally. So very much like how Satoshi Nakamoto, the founder of Bitcoin, disappeared from the world. In a similar but less extreme way, both the founders of Dogecoin disappeared from the community and they even deleted their Twitter and YouTube channels. So this is part of the lore of Dogecoin. And while some people might say, oh, it's terrible that this was created as a joke. How can you take this crypto seriously? That's actually one of the biggest selling points because it wasn't created for some set of people to get rich or with any sort of insider trading or celebrity promotions or anything like that. It was created for the purity of the joke. And once the purity of the joke was threatened, the founders left, which is a really altruistic move when you think about it. Neither of the founders made a fortune on Dogecoin, which is incredible when you look at how much the price of Dogecoin has risen. Now that we set the stage with the Dogecoin origin story, let's look at the fundamentals. What is the supply of Dogecoin? How many new Dogecoin are added? What's the security of Dogecoin? And how does it compare to other currencies like Bitcoin, Ethereum, other altcoins, and even meme stocks like GameStop? Let's look at all of these aspects. So with Bitcoin, there is a fixed supply of 21 million Bitcoin. There will never be more than 21 million Bitcoin. That is certain. And Bitcoin approaches an asymptote. So there are more Bitcoin mined every year, but it decreases and decreases and decreases until the 21 millionth Bitcoin is mined, at which point that's the only amount of Bitcoin that will ever be in circulation. So if every millionaire on earth wanted to own a couple Bitcoin, there would not be enough to go around. And that's part of why Bitcoin is so attractive as a long-term investment. Dogecoin is inflationary by contrast, so there is no cap supply for Dogecoin. So in 2015, 5% more Dogecoin were added into circulation, but over time this decreases. So in 2019, only 4% of Dogecoin were added into circulation. And by 2027, only 3% Dogecoin will be added into circulation. And by 2035, only 2% Dogecoin will be added into circulation. So Dogecoin is not quite as attractive as Bitcoin, because it does keep increasing infinitely. 
However, it's more attractive from an inflationary perspective than the U.S. dollar because most analysts estimate that the money supply of dollars increased by 20% just in the last year. That means 20% of all dollars ever created were created in the last year. So the 4% increase in the Dogecoin supply looks much smaller and much more attractive when you compare it to the U.S. dollar. Obviously, the U.S. dollar has much more staying power. It's been around for a lot longer. It has more trust built into it. It has more people using the dollar. But the upside of the potential reward if Dogecoin does become a legitimate alternative to the U.S. dollar is super high. It is probably the most lopsided investment you could make. It could go to the moon or it could go to zero. And part of what makes it, quote, the people's currency is the fact that there are so many in circulation and the price of it is so low. 10,000 new Dogecoin are dug out every minute. That's 14 million Dogecoin per day. And so this is quite a lot of Doge to go around and it makes it a more attractive currency to use for actual transactions rather than for a store of value like you have with Bitcoin. The other big difference between Bitcoin and Dogecoin is the cultural difference. The typical Bitcoiner is someone who takes himself really seriously. He is all about these Austrian economics principles of sound money and storing value over time and making sure all the ratios are just right, making sure all the code is secure, as they should, because they are dealing with the monetary system, which is serious stuff. And you want to make sure you get everything right when you are suggesting a replacement to our current monetary system. But Dogecoin, on the other hand, is the complete opposite of Bitcoin. People there are doing it for the lulls. They're doing it because it's a fun joke. There's a little bit of nihilism in there, a little bit of wanting to stick the middle finger to the man and feeling like you want to get back at society for having a rigged game that favors the wealthy and people who already own a bunch of assets. So it has that similar kind of mentality to GameStop and AMC and that whole Robin Hood meme, meme stock frenzy. And also Dogecoiners tend to be younger than Bitcoiners. So whereas your typical Bitcoiner is maybe a millennial, maybe you have some Gen X, even some baby boomers, Dogecoin tends to be much younger. It has some millennials, but it's mostly, I would say, Gen Z is where a lot of the influencers are, a lot of the TikTokers, the Redditors, the Wall Street Bets people. Those are all a younger cohort than your typical Bitcoiner. And some Dogecoiners even deride Bitcoin as boomer coin. So even though Bitcoin is this relatively new phenomena that's only existed since 2009, from the Dogecoiner perspective, it's this ancient boomer coin and the new cool thing is Dogecoin. And when we look at the strength of the Dogecoin community compared to the strength of the Bitcoin community, the Bitcoin community is obviously stronger. It's been around for much longer. But as far as recent activity and just the amount of tweets and stuff like that, Dogecoin may be growing at a faster rate as far as just user evangelism. More than 60% of Dogecoin being held was obtained in the last year. So that's an argument that it might be more vulnerable than Bitcoin because Bitcoin has mostly people who have been holding it for a long time, whereas Dogecoin, most of the people who hold it have only owned it for less than a year. So while there is a strong, thriving community of evangelists for both Bitcoin and Dogecoin, I would say the main worrying point for Dogecoin is the lack of a robust developer community. Bitcoin has a very robust developer community, second only to Ethereum, and there are constantly 
entities that host a full node of Bitcoin on their servers. There are all of these wallets. There's all this infrastructure behind Bitcoin, whereas there has hardly been any new GitHub developer posts in Dogecoin since 2017. So the big question about Dogecoin is whether there will be renewed interest in actually providing developer support for the Dogecoin network, or if over time it will be open to more and more exploits, more and more hacks, and therefore it will just not be a secure cryptocurrency to store your value over time. And when you look at the comparison, Bitcoin has easily over 10,000 full nodes that run the whole network. So if you wanted to hack Bitcoin, you would have to hack at least 10,000 computers to even have the chance of making some meaningful impact in the network. Whereas for Dogecoin, there's really only like 300 nodes that are fully updated on the network. So it is more vulnerable to a hacker potentially hacking those 300 computers and making some changes as happened in the 2013 hack. However, there has not been a major hack since 2013. Maybe it is fairly secure as far as cryptocurrencies go. And maybe the fact that there is no captain manning the ship means that it has more staying power than some of these other altcoins that have leaders that might decide to change the code for one reason or another, which might not end up being good for the network. Now let's compare Dogecoin to Ethereum, the second largest cryptocurrency by market cap. I would say that whereas Bitcoin is a form of digital gold whose sole purpose is to store value for a long period of time, Ethereum is really a global supercomputer. Ethereum powers the entire Ethereum network, which is the foundation of the decentralized internet. So investing in Ethereum is like investing in gasoline. It is something that powers the entire rest of the network. All of these decentralized apps, all of these NFTs we've been hearing about, they all use Ethereum as their global computer to run these decentralized programs. And many people think that Ethereum may actually grow in value at a faster pace than Bitcoin, simply because it has more utility and there is a greater economy being built under Ethereum than there is under Bitcoin. However, Ethereum may also be a riskier bet than Bitcoin, because whereas we pretty much know Bitcoin code will never change, Satoshi Nakamoto is almost certainly not going to reappear in the world, and there's pretty much no way that you could change the Bitcoin code at this point, Ethereum code does change and there are decisions being made by the Ethereum organization. In fact, right now, Ethereum gas fees are really high. So if you want to make any sort of transaction on the Ethereum blockchain, it's pretty expensive to pay those gas fees. Therefore, Ethereum 2.0 is coming out soon, which is going to make the network more efficient. But anytime you're pushing new code out into the internet, you have some risk that something might go wrong. There could be a vulnerability, there could be a hack, there could be a fork. So Ethereum is pretty much your second best bet in the crypto space. After Bitcoin, you can be pretty sure that Ethereum will have utility for at least the next 10 years. And when we contrast Ethereum to Dogecoin, one thing that becomes super clear is that almost everyone in the crypto space is developing on Ethereum, whereas almost no one is developing on Dogecoin. Dogecoin is pretty static. There's not a lot of developer activity. It's almost like the Gen Z version of digital gold where people are storing it similar to how you would store Bitcoin. Some people are transacting with it, but I would say most people right now are in Dogecoin for the speculation. 
and not in it necessarily to actually transact with it. But that could change over time. We've already seen Mark Cuban has now accepted Dogecoin for Dallas Mavericks games and for Dallas Mavericks merchandise. There could be other companies that start to accept Dogecoin. Imagine if Tesla started accepting Dogecoin, they already accept Bitcoin, it wouldn't be that crazy for them to also accept payments in Dogecoin. And if that happens, maybe Square accepts Dogecoin, maybe Stripe accepts Dogecoin, eventually maybe Apple, Amazon, Google accept Dogecoin. If this happens, there could be a tipping point where Dogecoin truly becomes the people's currency. Now let's talk about the power of network effects, because this will be one of the biggest determining factors for the future of Dogecoin. Whenever you have a network, the number of people in the network improves the quality of the network exponentially. So let's say when Instagram first launched, if I'm on Instagram and you're on Instagram, well, that's fun, but it's not that fun. I can only see your photos and you can only see my photos. But if a third person joins the network, all of a sudden we have a crowd. It's like they say three is a crowd. Now I can view yours and this other person's, they can view yours and my photos, and it becomes a real network. So the more people that join a network, the more the network effects take hold. And this can be really powerful. I mean, we're seeing now a lot of the big tech companies have become such powerful networks that now there's going to have to probably be antitrust regulation from the government to keep those networks in check. And anytime you invest in a stock or a cryptocurrency, you really are investing in the power of that network. When I buy stock in Facebook, I am betting on the power of the Facebook network to persist into the future. Or if you are investing in something like Amazon or Google, you are betting on the power of their e-commerce network and all their third-party sellers and advertisers. So in the same way, when you buy a cryptocurrency, you are betting on the Bitcoin network or the Ethereum network or the Dogecoin network. And the only way that someone will decide to leave a network and join a different network instead is if the new network is 10x better. So for instance, with MySpace, the reason people left MySpace and went to Facebook is because Facebook was 10x better. If Facebook was only 10% better, no one would switch because the switching costs would be too high to start your profile and do everything all over again when you already have a perfectly fine social platform set up with MySpace. In a similar way, it feels like Dogecoin has reached this tipping point with network effects where it would be really hard to get some other meme coin that is even more fun and funny and meme worthy as Dogecoin. Sure, it may not compete with Bitcoin and Ethereum and other more serious cryptos, but for what it offers as this haven of being fun and doing it for the lols and sticking it to the man, it's hard to imagine another crypto being 10x better than Dogecoin for what Dogecoin is. So one thing that is important to note is that we shouldn't discount the power of the Dogecoin community. And we also shouldn't discount the fact that the Dogecoin community overlaps with some other really powerful communities like the Reddit community, the Wall Street Bets community, the Robinhood community. And there is this growing orb of retail investors that is now threatening the more traditional hedge fund investors and industry stalwarts. And I think we should briefly look at Dogecoin as compared to GameStop because we had a really similar dynamic with the rise of Dogecoin as what we have with the rise of GameStop. So GameStop was trading at like $20 a share 
And then when all of the Redditors and TikTokers and Wall Street Bets people got behind it, it rose to incredible heights. Yes, it did pop and the valuation did go down, but GameStop is still trading at $160 a share, which is a lot higher than the $20 per share that it started at. So even after it dropped, it has a tremendous valuation, it has an $11 billion market cap, which is huge for the type of mall video game selling company that GameStop is. In a similar way, my feeling is that even if Dogecoin drops significantly, it's never going to drop to zero or to some, something less than a penny because the further it drops, the more attractive it becomes as an investment. And those tweets from Elon and all those Dogecoin memes, they're not going away. They will persist on the internet. A lot of people have been wondering why Elon loves Dogecoin so much and why he's been promoting it so much, especially on Saturday Night Live just this past weekend. And one reason I've heard that's really compelling to me is that Dogecoin is a Trojan horse to promote the entire crypto space. It really is a brilliant way to shine a light on the entire crypto space for this new generation of investors. And it's a lot more fun to talk about how great Dogecoin is than it is to talk about how great Bitcoin is, because it is seen as less threatening. It's seen as more of a joke. And it's hard for the SEC or anyone else to fully come after Elon for Dogecoin because Dogecoin is seen as a joke. All right, now let's talk about crypto portfolio allocation. This is probably the question I get the most from my friends and from listeners is what should I actually invest in? Is it worth it to put money into Dogecoin? And how should I allocate to Dogecoin compared to Bitcoin, Ethereum, and the other altcoins? Well, I can't tell you what you should do. That's a decision you have to make for yourself. But I can tell you how I think about this. And personally, I follow the 99-1 rule of thumb, meaning I keep 90% of my crypto portfolio in Bitcoin, 9% in Ethereum, and 1% in various altcoins. So the altcoins that I think have a real chance at making it are Dogecoin, Binance, and Chainlink. Dogecoin, we already talked about. I think the real strength of it is the meme factor and how fun it is and how it has this really interesting origin story that's almost like the spoof origin story of Bitcoin. That is tremendously valuable. And Binance has a really strong and robust community. The founder of Binance is super active on Twitter. They build a lot of super cool technology. So I think Binance has also hit that network effects tipping point. And then Chainlink is valuable because it is so useful for smart contracts. So, so much of what we do in daily life depends on trust. So when you loan money from the bank, you are trusting in that institution and that's how they're able to charge some percentage from you. But with smart contracts, you can replace a lot of those institutional brokers to have mathematical formulas that actually take care of that for you. So Chainlink, I am long on simply for its utility. But you should do your own research into altcoins. This, this space is changing so quickly. And it is fun to research new coins, come up with a thesis, and place a little bit of small bets on these altcoins. However, I would strongly suggest that you keep your altcoin portfolio to about 1% of your total crypto portfolio so that you don't risk going totally to zero. And I would stay clear of any altcoin that pays celebrities to endorse their product. So I would stay away from XRP, which hired Ashton Kutcher to be the evangelist and gave out XRP to other celebrities. That seems pretty suspicious to me. I would also stay away from Tron. 
that's a coin where, again, they're paying celebrities like Lil Yachty. So I would stay away from any coin that is actively trying to promote itself through marketing. If a coin is promoting itself for being more useful, that's one thing. But if they're just trying to get you to believe in it because some celebrity bought it, that is a major red flag in my book. There's a couple other rules of thumb that I think are really helpful when you start to think about how to invest in the crypto space. One is that you only want to hold stocks and crypto that you are willing to hold for at least 10 years. So if you aren't sure that you'll still want to hold this crypto a year from now or two years from now, don't buy it because you're just going to sell it as soon as the market turns down. If, on the other hand, you are for real about holding every one of your portfolio allocations for at least 10 years, well, then you have a huge potential upside for success. Anyone who's held Doge or Bitcoin or Ethereum for more than a year has done phenomenally. So that is a good lesson for every newcomer to learn. And lastly, I would think less about timing the market and more about time in the market. So don't think about it as, oh, when should I buy? And then buying all in at once. It's much better to accumulate over regular intervals over time. So that's why people talk about stacking sats. You buy a little bit of Bitcoin at one time, you buy a little more the next week, and you buy the dip. So anytime the market goes down, you buy a little bit then, you hold until the market dips the next time. This is the best strategy because you're never looking to sell. You're only looking to accumulate and you only accumulate when the market is down. So you are taking a contrarian approach and that tends to be really beneficial in the long term. The final thing I want to mention before we get into the future scenarios is the crypto investment cycle. And this is a really important framework to wrap your head around. So typically, this is what happens in the crypto space. First, there's a bear market. People are a little unsure about crypto. People aren't buying. The market's been down. Then Bitcoin will start to go up. After a while, people take some of their Bitcoin gains and they invest it in Ethereum. Then Ethereum starts to go up. And then after a while, people take their Ethereum gains and they start to invest it into altcoins. So they might invest some in Doge or XRP or Chainlink, or they might invest some in NFTs. And this is sort of the end of the cycle. And then there's a bear market afterwards. And then the cycle starts all over again. And then Bitcoin goes up. And one thing that is for certain is that this decentralized finance space, this cryptocurrency space is not going away. The only question is which coins will rise to the top, which coins will keep their value over time. So I think there's tremendous opportunity in investing in any number of cryptocurrencies. The decisions are up to you, but there is huge potential upside as this economy transitions from centralized finance to decentralized finance. Now let's get into the future scenarios. Let's talk about the worst case scenario. Worst case scenario. The worst case scenario in my mind is that Dogecoin gets hacked, similar to what happened in 2013. All new Doge transactions are sent to the hacker's wallet or some other exploit occurs and therefore the value of Dogecoin wallets goes close to zero. It's worth noting that even in this worst case scenario, it's possible that Dogecoin can be resurrected. The developer community could rally behind the network, patch the security flaws, and it could even become a more epic story in the future after having come back from the ashes. So even in the worst case, 
it might not be the total end of Dogecoin, but I do think that the worst thing going for Dogecoin is the lack of a robust developer community, the lack of security, and the lack of having full nodes on the network in the same way that we see with Bitcoin and Ethereum. Now let's talk about the best case scenario. Best case scenario. In the best case, Doge is never going to replace Bitcoin or Ethereum, but it could become the solid third most used cryptocurrency and the third largest cryptocurrency by market cap. That is quite possible. If the people demand to be able to transact in Dogecoin, it will come to fruition and the big tech companies will allow that as a means of transaction. It really just depends on the will of the people and the security of the network. And if those stars align, it very much could become the third strongest cryptocurrency in the entire world. Now let's talk about the most likely scenario. Most likely scenario. The most entertaining outcome is the most likely. Because there has already been this major meme behind Doge to a dollar, I believe Doge will hit a dollar. It might hit a dollar a week from now, a month from now, a year from now. Eventually, Dogecoin will hit a dollar. And at that point, it might end up being fairly stable at around a dollar, and it might become something that people transact with rather than holding as a store of value. It might end up stabilizing at around $5 or $10. It's probably not going to increase exponentially, but it could become one of the most utilized coins, and there could be tremendous gains over the short and medium term. And I will say, going into this episode, I was expecting to find far deeper problems with Dogecoin. I was expecting there to be some nefarious activity, some even more serious security flaws. But really, after researching Dogecoin and comparing the origin story and the fundamentals of Dogecoin to the other cryptocurrencies in the space, I feel a lot more confident in the currency's potential to survive and thrive in the future. In conclusion, I would say never bet against the internet, never bet against the younger generations, Never bet against an entertaining outcome or an ironic outcome because the universe really does love irony. Fate really does love irony. And I wouldn't bet against a Shiba Inu-based cryptocurrency, especially in the year 2021. I think that's a good place to end it. Thank you for tuning in. And I'll see you next week. The past, the present, and the future. Our computers are